Welcome to the Two Acre Homestead Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa. And today we are going to be talking about staying healthy on our homesteads. with us on our journey from a small suburban homestead lifestyle to our new lifestyle homesteading in the rural countryside of southern Arizona. We'll share with you our tips, tricks, successes, and failures from both our past suburban lifestyle to our new rural lifestyle, all on the Two Acre Homestead. So just as a disclaimer, I am not a doctor, nor am I an herbalist. I just want you guys to know that. But what I'm going to be discussing today is what my family, me and my family do to stay healthy on our homestead. The other thing that I want to start off by saying is always seek medical advice, professional medical advice and follow your doctor's advice. Also, I would advise you to look for and seek out a naturopathic doctor. I think you will find that to be a very interesting experience because they look at you holistically as, when I say holistically, as a whole person and not just as there's something wrong, let's give you a pill to cover up the said issue. They go a little bit deeper than a traditional medical, at least the Western medical philosophy, and they go into the why something is occurring. So I always am a very big fan of naturopathic doctors. I think that that is probably one of the most I would say under undersought the most neglected type of medical advice. I know finding a naturopathic doctor for me and my family made a world of difference in our health. So now that I've gotten everything out of the way, um, legalistically speaking. I want to talk to you about what we do to maintain our health on our homestead. We are a family of four and we have two small toddlers. And if you know anything about toddlers, you know, as much as we love our children, they are Petri dishes with legs. Everything goes hand to mouth and everything goes from mouth to hand and hand touches everything under the planet. They live through their mouths and disease, sickness can spread very quickly, especially when you have toddlers. And then you compound that with, as of the recording of this, there is, um, a sickness that's going around, a global sickness. I'm not going to say what that is, but if you've lived through the years 2020 and 2021, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So all of these things can really make you feel ill on your homestead, make you feel sick. And if you are sick, 
you're not going to be able to homestead properly. And if you've been sick and trying to take care of a homestead and children on top of it, you know that struggle, my friend, is real. And maintaining your health to avoid that type of a circumstance is well worth the battle. So one of the first things that my family does is we try to maintain our health through good eating habits. Now that doesn't mean that we're health nuts and and um you know that we eat super duper healthy all the time. No, we like our snacks and our junk food and so forth, but when it comes to maintaining maintaining our health, we look first to our food. Good food equals good health. And you are what the expression says, you are what you eat. So what you consume literally becomes a part of you. So making sure that you have, if possible, homegrown food is the best. Why? Because you know what's in it. But if not, getting the best food that you can afford. And I would venture to say, eating as much vegetables as you possibly can. The more vegetables you can eat, the better your health. I am not a pro-vegetarian and neither am, I have really good friends who are vegetarians, so I don't look down on vegetarians either. But I think having a very good, well-balanced meal, whether you are vegetarian, vegan, or keto, or whatever it is that you decide to do with your diet, make sure it's a good, healthy, well-balanced diet. The other thing that I strongly encourage people is to garden. Um, Gardening is more than just growing plants. You're actually getting outside and getting some vitamin D. And Gardening helps you as far as your exercise is concerned because you're getting out, you're walking, you're stretching, you're moving around. And at the end of the day, that really helps with keeping your mental health. It helps with your physical health. It helps all the way around by just being outside in nature, taking a breath of fresh air go for a hike, go for a walk. You don't have to do strenuous exercise for it to be good, meaningful exercise. But get outside, get that vitamin D, make sure you're not burning your skin. So, you know, wear something that will protect your skin, but get that vitamin D, get that exercise. Your body was designed to move. It was not designed to be sedentary. And by doing that, you are doing a world of benefits for your health. The other thing that my family and and I do, and that is vitamins. Now, I know vitamins can be very controversial depending on who you talk to. Um, In some circles, it is highly controversial. But I am going to touch on this a little bit because my family and I, we do choose to take vitamins. I'm not going to name what type of vitamins that we get, um, but what I, what I will say and what I will advocate for for 
anybody is to take liquid vitamins. I am a huge fan of liquid vitamins. And I will tell you why. Um, Because a lot of times when you are taking vitamins that are in a pill form, in a capsule form, there are fillers, there are things that are inside of there that um, your body just doesn't know what to do with. Um, it's been said to me, um, by a professional that if the vitamin turns your urine into a bright yellow color, that that's not a good vitamin. It's got fillers in it. It's got something in it. It should never change your urine into a bright, bright yellow color. Whether that's true or not, I probably shouldn't have even said it, but whether that's true or not, I don't know. But what I do know is for a fact that when we take vitamins, liquid vitamins, our strength, our vitality, the way we feel, it goes through the roof because it goes right into your body and your body knows exactly what to do with those vitamins and any extra vitamins that usually will just throw it off. The other thing that I am a huge advocate for, and again, I am going to say this, I am not an herbalist. So um, just know that I'm not an herbalist, but I am telling you what my family does. We are very big into tinctures as uh, supplements. If you don't know what a tincture is, I'll spell it for you. It's T-I-N-C. T-U-R-E-S. You can Google it. Basically, what it is, it's it's herbs that have been preserved in either an alcohol or glycerin-based solution over time, and the good benefits from those herbs have been leached out into the um into the alcohol or into the tincture. Now, there's not enough alcohol in this for you to get intoxicated or anything like that. But um, for some people, maybe for religious reasons or for personal reasons, um, you know, choose not to have any alcohol and that's respectable. Um, So there's also glycerin that you can use. And especially, um, you know, if you're giving it to your children as well, um, glycerin is also a very good medium for leaching out good things um, into that solution. Tinctures are very, very potent. They're very strong. You don't have to use a lot to have really great health benefits. So what are some of the tinctures that you can take? Well, I know for myself, um, one of them that I love taking is called chaga. And it's a type of mushroom that is in a tincture form and that helps with your immune system. I absolutely love taking that. Um, We also take oregano oil and oregano oil, um, actually that has actually no, it's a tincture, but it has no, um, no alcohol in it. It's just strictly an oil um, infused with oregano. And we take that because one of us, I'm not going to say who, but somebody in our family does have um, respiratory issues. So that 
really helps with good respiratory issues. There are other things that you can take tinctures for. For example, if you have a problem with blood pressure, um, Hawthorne is something that you can take. Um, you can also, if you're perimenopausal, you can take things like black cohosh, um, evening primrose, things like that. Now, again, blood pressure, please check with your medical doctor because that is something that is serious and it can be life-threatening. So don't just run, run away and say, Lisa said to take Hawthorne for my blood pressure, so I'm fine. No, I am not a medical doctor and I'm not an herbalist. Please seek professional advice. But I'm using Hawthorne as an example of something that you can take that can help. But again, please let your medical doctor know what you are doing when it comes to tinctures. If I do have to see a medical doctor, I always give them a list of tinctures that I take. I always get the, oh, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, blah, blah, blah. But I have been doing this for years and it has helped my health tremendously. One of the things I will tell you when it comes to consuming tinctures for your health In order for that to work, it needs to already be present in your blood system or in your blood, in your body. So for example, we'll just stick to any sort of um, chaga, astragalus root is another one that I take on a regular basis to maintain um, a good immune system. Those things need, you need to always be taking them they need to always be present in your system for it to work properly. It's not something that, oh, I feel a little bit of a cold coming on. I'm going to run and take some astragalus root. Mm -mm, It doesn't work that way, especially astragalus root because it's a deep immune system support. Um, So that is something that you want to take on a regular, consistent basis. And when you do get sick, it won't be as severe. Um, and in some cases, it'll just help you not get sick, period. So it's something that you want to take on a consistent basis, not on just a, hey, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I need to take something really, really quick. The other thing that my family and I, what we do to maintain our health on the homestead, and that is to consume sour and bitter foods. That does not sound appetizing, I'm sure, to most people, but actually sour and bitter foods is really, really good for you. So what are some examples of sour or bitter foods that you can consume and why would you want to consume them? The reason why you would want to consume them is because it helps with your immune system and it helps clean your body out of toxins and everything else. And again, supporting that immune system. So some examples of the type of food that you would want to consume. Most people, when you hear the word sour, they are going to think sauerkraut. Sauerkraut is fantastic. I have a a half gallon jar in my refrigerator of sauerkraut. We eat sauerkraut like every other day. 
But sauerkraut is not the only thing that is sour that's good for you. We also like things um, that uh, are fermented. For example, fermented tomatoes. Have you ever had fermented tomatoes? Oh my goodness. They are fantastic fermented. And it's the simplest thing. All you do is when you are harvesting your tomatoes from your garden, and I stress when you're harvesting them from your garden, because do not do this with store-bought tomatoes because you don't know what's on them. Even if it's labeled organic, you really don't know what's on them. You don't know if they've been irradiated. So get some homegrown tomatoes, stuff them in a jar, whole. Don't chop them up. Don't do anything to them. Just stuff, wash them off with just water, non-chlorinated water, preferably. Put them in a jar. Put a little bit of salt, probably about a half of a tablespoon of salt. I would say a half tablespoon of salt to every, to every 10 cherry tomatoes. Put that in there with some non-chlorinated water. Let it sit on your countertop. Burp it every couple of days. And by burping it, what I mean is letting the, um, letting the air off of, out of the uh, container. So you open up the jar a little bit, let it, let the air come out and then close it back up again. Let it sit on your counter for 10 days. And afterwards you have some perfectly fermented tomatoes that will knock the socks off of your shoes. And because they're fermented, they're um, lacto-fermented has, and when I say lacto-fermented has nothing to do with lactase, which is milk, but lacto-fermentation has to do with lactobacillus bacteria that um, the salt brine sort of helps to create. That will boost your immune system like you've never seen. It is really good. It's the same, same principle as sauerkraut, and it works in the same way. You can do this with multiple things. I've done it with carrots. Um, my kids aren't a huge fan of carrots um, in the lack in the fermented um, in the fermented form, so we don't do a whole lot of that. But they have been just they they love fermented tomatoes. Um, another example of bitter foods would be bitter greens. So your mustard greens, um, any sort of bitter green, arugula is another good one. Um, they're bitter, they're spicy, but they, you need that in your, in your diet. You need to consume that because that will help clean you out. So if you do feel a cold coming on and you feel like you're starting to get under the weather, there are a few things that you can do. Um, things like for a cough, you can take tea with honey and lemon. Lemon peels are perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, 
tea, honey, uh, make a tea out of honey, orange peels, even better. Um, because that has the orange peels, the peels themselves have a ton of vitamin C in them. That's actually where the majority of the vitamin C resides in an orange, not in the juice. It's in the peel. And when you make a tea out of that, you are giving yourself a good boost of vitamin C. When we feel colds coming on here, we also up our vitamin D3. Even though we're outside all of the time, um, so we get a lot of natural vitamin D3, but we also boost our vitamin D3 intake when we feel um, a little cold coming on because for some reason that seems to help you get over a cold a lot quicker. If it's something severe, we also take fermented garlic. Fermented garlic, I, I probably will preach this to the day I die. Fermented garlic is one of those things that I think is a lost art. And I remember reading in a book, um, and it, it, it's a, it was an old herb, herbalism book about fermented garlic that that was kind of more or less like a natural antibiotic. And let me tell you, every time we start to feel like we're getting under the weather, when we start taking fermented garlic, it knocks whatever sickness is trying to come and take hold. It seems to knock it out. Um, I am a huge fan of fermented garlic because of that. It is a natural antibiotic. It's not going to destroy all of the good bacteria that's in your gut. It's going to enhance it because it's fermented <laughs> and it's garlic. Another one is fire cider. Um, and you can look that up. You can Google that. There are tons of recipes out there for fire cider. Another one that we take is apple cider. Yes, apple cider vinegar. Um, sometimes that, especially if we have something that's going on in our chest, we'll take apple cider vinegar and turmeric. Um, going back to tinctures, we take turmeric as a tincture, and that helps with any sort of inflammation, lots of phlegm, anything like that, that will help. So those are some of the things that we do on our homestead to keep ourselves healthy. With everything going on in this world right now, I know health is something that a lot of us are thinking about. And I hope that you guys give some of these things a try. It can be daunting to try to maintain your health, but it is not impossible. And it's especially important because as homesteaders, we are super busy. There's not, we don't really have downtime when you homestead because the animals, your gardens, your family, everybody needs you to be hands on deck at all times. You can't look at your chickens and say, I'm sorry, I can't let you out of the coop because I'm not feeling well. They have to be taken care of. So maintaining your health, maintaining a good, healthy weight. I know it's a struggle. I struggle with it. My whole family struggles with it. But maintaining your health, a good, healthy weight, 
and a good mentality, maintaining good emotional health too, is so important on the homestead. So I hope you guys give some of these things a try. Again, please seek out medical advice. Please seek out a naturopathic doctor as well. When you go to visit your doctors, always let them know the vitamins, tinctures, and things that you're doing to maintain your health. So that way, in case they have to prescribe a medication or a health regimen, they know exactly what you are consuming. I hope that this podcast finds you and your family in good health. And until next time, stay safe out there.